Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. It's all about the buzz, and it's all about how we start our day. This is where we take time to get a clarity moment. My name is Yolanda at DryerBuzz, and hopefully that you have uh, clicked that button where you follow along. And don't let this die with you. If you hear it, you like it, please uh, give us a share and let people know what's going on. And this is a daily podcast about daily living. It's like, okay, we've rolled out of bed. We've got it. We know we've got accountability. We've got responsibility. We know we've got some anxieties and all those different things that keep us from getting out of bed in the way in which we should. And that is highly motivated, highly inspirational, um, just ready to go and honor this day that we have been given. That sounds good. But to some of us, it's quite difficult, and, and it's quite difficult in certain days. Certain days, I jump up, and I am a ball of energy and a ball of creativity. I can go forth into my day, and I have everything that I want to talk about. And this is a journal moment of a podcast, meaning that um, based on what you subscribe to, you're probably going to call on all of that, okay, as we go through this two-way conversation, this discussion that we're about to have. For me, I like it as a journal moment, so I grab a journal. I turn to a blank page and I try to live my days to where now, <laughs> hopefully each day can start as a blank page. Like I don't have to wake up and like scribble a whole to-do list where half the day is gone. And I'm just looking at this thing saying, no, I can't get any of that done. Now, mind you, I do have a to-do list and I do have things that I have to do. And uh, I try to let you look in through this window that I provide and not have to make any assumptions about how we live in over here. Because uh, uh, I am full, honest, transparent, and truthful about things that I go through. And I, I like, I'm at that time in life where I want to warn somebody. I want to head you off at the path if it's not a good path. And uh, and so that's just who I am. That's who I realize my personality to be. Everybody ain't like that. Everybody ain't like that. I mean, there's some people who think that I am absolutely, utterly incredible insanely crazy for even sharing to the lips of, of which I do. But I know those who follow me. I know the influence that I have. I know the audience that I have. I know the readers that I have. I know the trolls that I have. Um, and I know how I have to be. And that's most important is how I have to be, how I, or how my steps are, are ordered through life. There are those who are going to sit and wait your entire life for something that you want not to go the way that you want so they can say, okay, yeah, I knew that wasn't going to work. <laughs> and sometimes we do that. That voice is us. Sometimes that voice is so loud in our own heads. We wake up, we're like, oh, yeah, I knew yes, I knew that wasn't going to work. That wasn't going to turn out right. And I thought about that this morning as I woke up. I'm like, you know what? I had a chance yesterday. I had a beautiful day yesterday. Oh, my God, it was an awesome day. But I can say that today. I can say that in hindsight, oh man, yesterday was awesome. But when I woke up yesterday, I was like, oh my God, I got to go here. I got to do that. I got to see these people. I'm going to see those people. And you know, because the perception of who we are oftentimes is not the same as those looking in, as those who upon, who thereupon gaze, those who gaze upon us, you know, they see something entirely different. They see our determination. That's one of the words I want to talk about. And they see how we honor our lives. Honor is the word that I want to put out there because I, when I got to the end of yesterday, I I had a chance to see how others honor the work that I do. Now, mind you, when I wake up and, and the reputation that I have, it's like, I ain't figured that out yet. How? 
Because I'm like, I feel like I, I'm just not the most friendly person. Okay? It's a lot of things about me, and it's probably a lot of things about you, that we just don't like about ourselves. And I'm like, man. And, but there are a lot of people who honor what I do, how long I have done it, who I am, and things that I've come through. And I say to myself all the time, man, I wish that could be my internal voice. I wish that could be the louder voice in my life. I wish that could go on all the time. And I can't tell you how difficult it is for me to get dressed daily and go out into the world. It's hard, y'all. I can't tell you the hours of contemplation that goes into it, how many cancellations I I can't tell you how many times I'm like, I ain't going. I'm talking about full-on dress, hair done, makeup, keys in hand. I'm like, I can't do this. Put the keys down, take the clothes off, get back in the bed. That's why the podcast is called How to Get Out of Bed. And I look back at life and I'm like, man, how did I have courage, determination, write that down. We, we didn't write that down. And I usually stop talking because I can spell. Courage. I'm like, this woman, when I look back, no, let me tell you, not even when I look back, because that's some of the stuff that I don't do. Yesterday, I was driving to this event, finally made it out of the house, and I look at my phone, and you know, everything now is trying to send us these memories. Daggone this, my photo, my photo uh section on the phone didn't send me a memory you have memories of 2018 I'm like okay what the hell does that mean sorry about that y'all I got the sniffles y'all know I ate that pizza so I'm like a notification from my photos that there are some memories and I'm like let me go see what that is because you know I ain't trying to look back at 2018 but I go I click it and I'm like well damn nice I'm sitting there looking at the photos like who life is this you know, and I'm like, my photos had then created this nice little screen uh, uh, slideshow with music and all this stuff. And it's showing me all these pictures, apparently, of things I did last June. Because, you know, I, June is um, when all the festivals and a lot of things kick off in Atlanta. And, and being a blogger, like, I went to a lot. And I, don't even rem- I, don't even re- I didn't even remember any of it. And there was a part of, of course, the event, the, the event that culminated with my son. Uh, that was awesome and amazing. I will always and forever remember that. But then I was like, man, I was on a roll. There were some things I did that, last June, new haircut. Guess what I did this June? New haircut. You know, need something new. I go into my barber and I'm like, okay, girl, take this stuff off my head. We always do a big chop and to some degree. I always do this amazing color. Apparently, I always do this, right? Um, because it's like coming up in all these memories. Like, wait, these, the photos you're taking this year starting to look like the photos you've taken before. And I'm like, see, these algorithms, these little bots, they, y'all are doing too much. But thank you. That's, that's one of the good things. If you, if you are living good, if you are doing some good things, then you ain't got to worry about your memories coming up. That's why I try to have each day become a blank page in the journal. Even if, and can you believe that, even, even unknowingly, absolutely unknowingly, I am living a pattern life. I got the haircut unknowingly. And in fact, I was reminded that it was haircut time because in one of the memories, like, whoa, I rocked that cut last year. 
the red, that's when that red came in like that. I remember that because my barber was trying to figure out, like, girl, did you not put base on your head? We put this red dye everywhere. You know, and she had to, like, get me together because I was getting ready to go to D.C. and meet with these generals and, and celebrate the sun and all that kind of stuff, you know. And my son was, and my son, I don't think my son was worried. But I think he was kind of worried about me not fitting into the protocol. But, honey, they like, look, she raised you. We can we, where can we find some more redheaded mamas, okay? Because hers ended up being the top of the entire Air Force. So, therefore, we need some more redheaded mamas. I'm just saying. Sometimes you got to break a mold. Sometimes, uh-oh, break a mold, y'all. People who are honored, guess what? They didn't do the same as everybody else. Break a mold. Okay. I'm just saying. Yes, I did. I, everybody was like, man, you're going up there like that. Yeah, I, I, I walk life like this. You know, and, and I'm telling you, and even now, when I, when I did the haircut, I'm like, I told the barber, I was like, I need something, you know, the master barber, official barber dryer. But I, I want to, I want to, I said, I know it's going to sound crazy when I describe this cut to you because I rock a signature kind of mohawk situation that she gives me. But I said, you know what I want? I want a bang. I, all I want on my head is just enough to twist just a little bit in the front, just to have just a little bit of a, a flip, a bang, and the rest of it, I need it off. And one of the reasons I need it off is because I come through a season with this hair on my head, and it's, it's, it's oftentimes a very difficult season. And that's the beginning of the year. It's time to do the numbers crunching, got to go to budget, got to go, you know, pitching a lot. You know, and I get to this June and I know who rolling with me. I know who's down with what I've got to do. And therefore, there's a lot of rejection. You know, when I get to this part, when I get to June, by the time I get to June, in, in the business that I'm in, I have dealt with a lot of rejection. Write that down. Because we want to see that word on the page so we can know exactly whom we're talking about that's rejecting us, right? And oftentimes, it is ourselves. So I know by the time I get to June, from January to June, I've had to do a lot, okay? Budgets, uh, figuring out the editorial schedule, not to mention coming off of a holiday, a, a brutal probably holiday season, depending on what the ambition is look like. I've got to figure out what the ambition is going to look like for the summer season. Y'all know we took the little hiatus. We're getting ready to come back for season two. I had to play in season two. I had to do a lot. And I had to pitch. And let me just tell you some of the people that I pitched to. So let me just tell you that the podcast, as you know, is um, promotional consideration. Brought to you by Natural Soap by Zakia. I had to plan and launch this business called Social Media for Business Clinics. And then, of course, we had wonderful negotiations and bringing on a nation of authors, y'all. Y'all going to see me talking about a number of authors over the summer we have partnered with. AIB Nation. So if you are out there, you're desiring to become an author, you know you've got to write, you got a journal, got journals like me, full of great content. You got blogs out there full of great content. You got you got YouTubes and all those, all those things that could be just uh, transcribed, put in the podcast, and all of those wonderful things. And if you have not thought about what to do with that content, go to the social media for business clinics and then get with AIB Nation. All right. And then in the process, you want to stay clean and longer fit. Let me tell you, there's so many reasons to get in bed after you've luxuriated in natural soap as a kid. And there's so many reasons when you start your day to luxuriate in natural soap as a kid. So you see how that partnership goes. Right. So 
Shout out to them for supporting the podcast. And you're going to see links for them in my timeline as we share that. And then also look um, down the timeline for the flyer for uh, social media for business clinics. And for those of you on all other platforms, it's now on your screen. This is a live taping of a podcast that's going to play and forever be archived. As long as the top eight platforms exist, it'll be out there. You can check it out. So I thought about the thing I thought about this morning um, was honor. You know, I have to continuously tell myself and we have to tell ourselves that we need to honor ourselves a little bit more. That's what this thing is all about. And we go out here and we're looking in all these cups corners and under all these rocks and dealing with all the wrong people just trying to get to some part of our life and day that we are honored yesterday when we left we had a very short list and yesterday because we talked about being remorseful and we were coming off the weekend where um we yes what was no wait what's the day wednesday so we were coming into the week um and we were talking about a lot of the things that we watched, particularly we talked about the um, Central Park Five and how, you know, many apologies have come. The evidence uh, was in their favor because the systems outright lied. Uh, the facts were, the facts got them their freedom. But the one thing we really, truly don't have coming out of that was remorseful. Last night I had a chance to go to, um, co- to cover a premiere, television premiere, uh, of the Bobby DeBarge story that's going to air, I believe on the 20, I want to say the 29th or later this month on TV one. If you have TV one, if you don't find an app, if you don't want to do television or cable, I'm not going to encourage you to do, but find an app and get that because it's going to be, it's a really good uh, show. It's, um, it, it's funny in part simply because of the over, over the top acting, which was, was the 1970s and eighties. Um, and it, it shows kind of, I don't want to tell you too much. Well, it's not really any spoilers because it's a true-to-life story. But um, it was, and I don't even want to know that, I, I, I didn't get a chance to finish it. But it was highly interesting because here's a family that clearly needed to get to a point in life where somebody was remorseful for all the things that happened to them. When we think about the DeBarge, we, you also have to think about the Jackson family because they intertwine with the relationships from one to the other. You know, Latoya and Janet um, hooking up with the, some of the DeBarge brothers, Bobby and um, and the other one, James, I believe it was. And so, and I, I, I left, I had to leave right at that moment when they started to show that connection playing out. Um, but when you think about these two families where there was so much abuse in those families, yet the most talented individuals uh, of our lifetime, uh, talented families with two very bitter fathers. And it's like, whoa, especially coming in. We're coming up on Father's Day and Juneteenth. Uh, we definitely will be talking about Juneteenth. But we're coming up on Father's Day. And, and, and if you think about the talent, most talented individuals out there. And I'm like, I'm like wondering, it makes you wonder, like, should the rest of us, should we have had, it's like, what drives, what drives creativity? It's like, is it some type of pain and deprivation and all of these things? And these were families that had multiple children to the barge. There was like 10 of them and 10 of them suffered 
through this pain that the you know the parents blamed on the times and and the uniqueness of their relationship being an interracial couple and the and the problems that you know they search for all these different reasons other than dude you are born a psychopath to want to hurt your children there's something in an individual that will cause harm to to children and and to their own offsprings at that that that's a disconnect out of this world that is a disconnect out of this world when that stuff happens and and to go all of your life and they kept and I'm and I'm pretty sure they had this art these arguments over and over and over trying to find some remorse um but shout out to them for putting that together I think this is a, a Russ Parr uh and his film company production uh he definitely di- uh, directed and, and did the script and so forth. He had a chance to talk with him. So if you want to look back in the timeline wherever you're checking out this podcast, if you kind of go back to the bio, the profile and so forth, you will see um that we actually covered the red carpet live. I went live pretty much the entire time I was there, so you got a lot of open micness and you got a lot of got a lot of coverage of just seeing how these things happen. I'm not a fan of red carpets they just don't make sense to me it's they are they, I feel like where we are in media there has forever been another opportunity because for me I always thought the red carpet was about you basically crossing into a venue in front of fans you know the way they scrunch media on these red carpets and I'm like girl I, I'm too old at this point I my personal space is a thing I ain't got time. We're trying to get on story. And then, too, there's so much failure in the events that you can really get your content elsewhere without getting on that carpet. But anyway, so I just kind of love to go and show uh, the whole uh, uniqueness of this thing. And Atlanta, you know, even though Atlanta has become Hollywood, we still do a whole lot of stuff backwards. Anyway, but it's still a beautiful scene, a beautiful, talented and create, creative people, in, even in the madness and the rush of trying to get a sound body, trying to get a story, you know, and so forth. It's still a joy of a moment. And I and shout out to everybody that's still immersed in that part as part of their business and so forth. Um, but I enjoy it myself. And that's where I realize, you know, when I when I meet people and they see me out, because I only go a, a blue moon here and there. But I realize how much the work that I have done in that industry is quote unquote honored. The work that I've done in that industry is quote unquote honor. And so that helps me to understand, yeah, you need to get dressed and come out a little bit more often. You need to get back into this realm. It's really, it's, it's hella exciting. Um, meeting people, you know, celebs and stuff. Everybody, we, and we, we need storytellers. I mean, the, the amount of people, cause there's always, um, there's always these little pieces that truly buzz. I always walk away with these amazing gems, but then of course I never go the way of the norm. You know, I never ask, you know, the, the questions that, Oh, I know you just answered that stuff a zillion times. Let me throw something else out there. You know, this, that, and the other. And I always get a really good in-depth conversation even if it's just one or two questions that I get answered. So just definitely go check out the footage. Um, I finally got a chance to interact with Big Boy, which I have not done in all of my blogging days. And I've seen him on a number of carpets. It's just, he just seems like, you don't want to bother Big Boy. But he is such, uh, he's such a, he's such a character. He's such a character. And I, I don't mean like, like, oh, well, yeah, he's kind of over the top. But it's such an energy and a creative energy and, uh, and so I, I'm usually just in awe, just watching, uh, how, how they, cause the group, that particular group and all of them 
is so it, it's so funny because the whole time I'm standing there, I'm standing right next to Sleepy Brown, and I didn't even recognize Sleepy because he didn't have on, you know, he usually has on the signature hat and jacket and so forth. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm hearing this voice, you know. So, um, but I usually am, am, am so caught up in just watching them because they move as such a unit, such a, with such a uniqueness, and one that is so Atlanta. You know, there are people that come here, and I'm telling you, we'll spot y'all in a minute. But anyway, there are those that are, are of here that just have created. Because I've seen them, I've seen all of the Atlanta people really create the essence that is Atlanta as far as music and television and Hollywood and film. Um, and, and which brought on the reason why everybody else is here at this time. So I honor that. I honor that. I honor the determination and the courage uh, the way they break the mold and, and also how we as Atlanta, you know, we've had to come a long way as far as rejection. You know, people like people reject the idea that we are the city that we are, but yet and still everybody wants to come here, be here, become a part and so forth. They can't wait for the day that they can call themselves, you know, true Atlanta. Um, but you better go for the new Atlanta because true Atlanta is something altogether different. And I will always make that distinction. Not that you ain't welcome, but we will, we will have, and we must always have, uh, that distinction. So very short list again today, um, doing an infograph in you know, 20 minutes into the podcast. So I was just talking about, I can't wait for everybody. And one of the reasons I didn't want to stay and watch the whole thing is because, and one of the reasons I don't like going so much to the premieres is because they are oftentimes held so far ahead of the actual release. And so therefore, and many of them put kind of put this embargo on it. Oh, don't talk about it yet. You know, and I'm like, no, cause I'm live. I'm now going to go. So I didn't want to stay and see it. Oh, I want to wait and see the ending or see some of the um, height of the film or the production um, with viewing audiences. So I said, okay, I got to, I was trying to catch it because I was trying to connect um, because the one and one thing too. Usually before the red carpet, you will have, and I, I got to go back and check because I don't know if they actually sent a screener. A screener meaning that if you're going to interview somebody, um, you get a chance to watch it prior to, so you know because ain't nobody know who the heck these people were on this red. I'm, everybody was looking like, wait, who is that? <laughs> you know, so you we really didn't know. So you really, I, I don't know about anybody else. I. Didn't I, I, I see and they're on the red carpet. You can't, you know, first of all, they're all on the red carpet, but you don't know. I mean, and it's a DeVarge movie. So, you know, okay, well, all the light skinned dudes are probably in the, in the, in the, in the movie, right? Cause you're thinking DeVarge, so all the light skinned people and, and I'm not doing any coloration there. The seventies were all about the coloration, right? So you're thinking, okay, well, all the, all the pretty light-skinned guys, they're probably, they're probably playing a DeBarge. So that wouldn't be a wrong question if you threw that. Okay, which character are you playing? And they go like, oh, well, I'm playing such such as she knew that. Okay. Uh, Lloyd was there. He played, he played, what was, oh, my God, he played the one. It, it, one, one of the things, too, um, there was so much talk about DeBarge. I really want a switch story, right, which I got because in, prep, in prepping for the interviews, on my way to the event, I watched the Unsung, Switch Unsung, which gave me the Switch story that I want. Because everybody loves Switch. I call your name and all these other kind of stuff. So even though Bobby's um, voice is familiar on a lot of Switch music, 
a lot of people think it's a DeBarge song, which is actually what. And I don't, I'm not even going to say a lot of people think it's a DeBarge. I think people are distinct, can distinctively um, know the difference between Switch and DeBarge. But, you know, the one thing, until you really watched the unsung, you really didn't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm trying, because I remember I, that was my coming of age time. That was probably some of the first music um, I listened to or I purchased. You know, I probably heard it, but I think that was around the time where I was becoming of age of hanging out at the record store. You know, y'all that didn't get a chance to go to the record store, y'all missed the time of life. It was something, honey, to go to the mall or go downtown and go to the record store and just immerse yourself into that culture. It was an absolute culture. We must honor that. We must honor that. Big Boy played Barry Gordy, so I was like, whoa. Because, you know, there's some gangsteration to, remember we just, now mind you, we just came off of watching, you guys are probably watching right now, this documentary about Clarence Avon. Oh, that was all gangster. They call that movie The Godfather. And when I hear the word Godfather, all I want to know is where the bodies are buried, right? Please tell me the bodies are not buried in Atlanta because he ended up, having something to do with Atlanta political scene at that. Um, and if, and if his having something to do with Atlanta political scene means that there were fewer bodies than probably would have been. Thank you, Clarence. A font. Okay. I'm just saying, but that whole music era, the culture of that music era must be honored. And the funny part about, not the funny part about it, but another unique point of this is my father, uh, was a DJ during that time. So music was all up and through our house. My father's still a DJ to this day, even in his 70s. He's the best old school line dancing DJ uh, you could ever hire for your retirement parties, sock ups, and all those different things that they used to have. Again, honoring, y'all, we have got to learn to honor. There's so much we, we have to deal with, especially as it relates to media, especially as it relates to telling our story. And some of y'all are probably going, well, what's TV One? Because that's that's a black network um, that, that entertains black audiences and, uh, and it's part of a larger conglomerate. Uh, and I think we can still say black owned. I think it's still majority majority owned, black owned, if not still solely black owned. They have all your radio one, interactive one, um, all those different stations. And then, of course, TV one and so forth and, and so on. So while everybody's out here all excited about Netflix and see, here's another thing, too. All of these channels are actually having to become streaming stations because television is, is done. Television is done. Television, uh, Twitter saved television for a while, but as long as television is still trying to negotiate, become something you subscribe to through a cable company, it's going to be done because ain't nobody trying to pay three or $400 a month uh, for television. And if they don't realize that that's what people are paying because they keep trying to block lump television in with the internet and so forth, and they better forget it. And I'm still mad at myself, the investment that we made. And I, and I can't be mad at myself because as much as I wanted to get rid of it, my mother was like, no, I gotta have my TV, I gotta have my shows. I got, and, and, and she just wasn't about to get with this newfangled stuff and it just drove me crazy that that's what we were spending every month trying to have this television. And I'm like, still. To this day, but I'm so glad because every day I am richer every day instead of poor every day. I am richer every day than I don't have cable. I'm so that y'all I'm telling you, how do I get out of bed? No, I ain't got a cable bill. <laughs> I'm just sad. And if y'all hadn't figured out a way for families and households 
to split some of this stuff. I'm telling you, you got in, in this in this part about it. And I was gonna say the sad part about it is, but the wealthy side of it. Let me can I say it that way? The wealthy side of it is that we are at a point now where we have to figure out how to survive with each other. It's come, especially if you're going to stay in Atlanta where Atlanta is trying to become Hollywood and they want to up increase all these prices. I mean, we are at a point now where people are having to figure out how to work together. And if you don't have anybody around you that knew how they did it back in the day, you better go buy you some books on the great depression. You better go buy you some books on, on, on dealing with money and finances and understanding you better grab your journal. You better grab your, as my mother used to say, the bill book and, and get into your budget and understand how this thing is done. You better uh, learn to make some sacrifices. And it's not even sacrifices. You better learn to watch your consuming and, and start honoring some other things. Get determined about this thing because I'm telling you. Whew, it's difficult and it's keeping people from getting out of bed because people are here trying to keep up with folks and you don't even know how they're doing it. You don't, you don't even know how they're doing it. You just see they got all that coveting. There's a reason that that's not right. It's, it's just not right. So where are we on time? Oh, damn, we ain't even hit 30 yet. We are rolling. Uh, I, have, I haven't written down any other, any other words, uh, and I'm pretty sure I've said some, but I've got honor, determination, courage, um, break the mold, break the mold, y'all, break the mold, and I've got rejection. Um, let me think. I don't, I don't, I don't have, I think I'm short on words today just simply because I really want to reflect on honor. I wrote an ebook out there. And and I actually I didn't even write it as an ebook. I did a video. I need to transcribe it. I need my intention was to write it. And it's one of the talks that I give when I'm when when people ask me to come and speak and I kind of give them a menu of these different talks that I do and uh, that I offer. And I say, well, you know, pick one. And one of the talks is the Oprah talk where I talk about why we you uniquely have an Oprah. You know, what is an Oprah? And I basically break down her name and, oh, of course, being ownership. You know, the difference between Oprah and everybody else is that whatever she does, she wants a piece of the ownership, right? There's just not a lot of people who come to the table like, uh, can I, I need to own a part. I can be a part, but I need to own part of it, right? There's, many of us don't even negotiate like that, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm, I mean, I, I wrote the book, so, I mean, I did the uh, talk, so, um, I'm trying to think, did I write that down? What did I do with that? I literally did I literally did a talk and I just put it on YouTube because I think I did it for an event. I'm like, wait a minute, that's pretty hot. But the O, the o now I'm going to get back because the H in Oprah stands for honor. And that's the distinct difference. There's two distinct differences. The bookends of Oprah is on one end, it's all about the uh, ownership. On the other end, it's about honor. What's in between is ph- philanthropy. Okay, let's. Uh oh, philanthropic. We'll go ahead and write that down. Most of us are not philanthropic. All right, we want we want all of this stuff to exist. We want all of this stuff to be at our beck and call. We want all of these different safety nets, but we don't do very much to create that. 
And that starts with those that are philanthropic, right? Philanthropic, everybody's talking about Robert F. in comparison to or along with Oprah. He and Oprah sit in that thing about being philanthropic. We got all these HBCUs. If you go, let me tell you, everywhere I go, especially when I go to theater, when somebody gives me a program, something printed out, the first thing I look look to the sponsors, right? We got all these. Let me tell y'all, this is let me tell y'all something about. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about black business. Okay. Everybody wants to say buy black, support black business and things like that. The problem with that is, one, black businesses don't advertise. They just, they just really don't. They don't have a marketing budget. They're not, they just not putting any money in there. And then that first thing they tell you they can't. First thing you hear, they ain't got no money. I'm like, and there's a reason why. Um, and they also not, and, and I know they get, black businesses get hit all the time, but they don't understand that you have to, you have to be philanthropic, especially in that community. Um, so it's very hard and you, you see some, but not all. And, 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 and I don't want to, I don't want to make such a distinctive, like there's a wide gap between it because there's not, it's either you do or you don't. Um, some of them support, highly support the creative process. That's really, if you really want to know how to create a loyalty with customers is you have to support the creative process on some level. You've got to be involved with the creators of their community, the influencers of that community on some level, whether it's in kind and you feeding some folks or you providing some of those things. You've got to feel philanthropic means I was just write down the word free. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna write that down. I keep trying to get people to understand how much this free costs because we don't, we don't have enough concept of that. So I broke that down. Fully reimburse expenses elsewhere, right? Philanthropic. That's what that's what it means to be philanthropic or philanthropy, meaning that you're going to reduce the expenses somewhere. You're going to reduce the expenses of something. That's basically what it is. You got an abundance. You have something in abundance. Write that down. Abundance. It means that you have something in abundance and you're simply going to share. Write that down. Share. We getting we're getting there, y'all. Okay. And so in your sharing, that makes you feel that makes you philanthropic. That's the philanthropy, right? And a lot of people who have something in abundance, they create an entity for which they share through. They create connections and, and partnerships and things like that of which they share through. You create creatives. All, everything that's out there creative, and one of the reasons that we don't have a lot of, and as Af- black Americans, as when we talk about where there are some deprivations or some depravity, some scarcity, and those kinds of things, it's often, beton- often because there aren't enough in abundance by which to share, right? So it's not until these things, and guys, I, my eyes are not on the comments. I'm going to get, let me get a device going here now that our conversation is getting ready to wrap up. Let me catch some of your comments because I did push live to everywhere and it's really hard to monitor that. But I do want to acknowledge uh, those of you that are, that are listening. This device came up on a memory here. I was talking about that. Let me see. Let me go over here, man. I got notifications like crazy. All right. So let me go. And so I can at least acknowledge some of, You know what? Hold on. Let me check this. All right. So let's go back to this. Got it. 
The thing about honor, determination, courage, break the mold, rejection, philanthropy, free, abundance, and share. One of the reasons we, we are the scarcity with philanthropy is because there's not enough things that we have in abundance of which to share. And even with the things that we have in abundance, we're not at a point of honoring what we have in abundance. So therefore, we don't see the value of sharing because we have not figured out that we have it in abundance. Okay, our creatives, we don't realize that we have an abundance of creatives until now everybody want to know, well, where is Netflix getting all this content? Uh, because we had it in abundance and we didn't honor it. And now we're like, wait, uh, yeah, we had Ava DuVernay. Okay. Ava DuVernay was out there creating her stuff. She was doing, Ava, Ava was doing a crowdfunding. She was doing GoFundMes and all of these things. And until she got with Oprah, who requires ownership of stuff and, and, and honor, because Oprah wanted to own part of what Ava was doing and wanted to honor part of Ava, what Ava was doing. Everybody was like, oh man, Ava DuVernay is the greatest. But if you weren't already following Ava's, Ava's Instagram or her Twitter when she was out there every day saying, people, please, could you make a small donation so I could, you know, do something for my interns, had to have interns. She went back next with Oprah. She could hire all these people. You know, I want to support all these female directors. You know, she had this, that, and had a woman directing each and all these episodes and different things like that because we had it in abundance. We just didn't honor it. And therefore, people couldn't share it. So when you keep saying support black businesses and support this, that, and the other, we oftentimes that the cart before the what is it, the cart before the wheel or the cart before well, the cart before the horse, the chicken or the egg. We're so busy trying to figure out what comes first. It's a cycle. It co it it comes around. It comes around. It's not about what comes first. It goes around. Okay, it goes around. It's a, it's a full cycle. On this thing. So let me go back to the Oprah. So the book is the Oprah was ownership and honor. Philanthropy was the P. The R was the risk. Write that down. Risk. I'm giving y'all my Oprah talk. I'm giving y'all my Oprah talk for free. The risk. Oprah takes the risk that ain't nobody else take. Ain't nobody. Hear me when I say this. The risk that nobody else is taking. That's why it's all. That's why it's important how you name your children. How you name people. My mother particularly spelling my name Y-A as opposed to Y-O changed the trajectory of my life. Now, see, that's what I subscribe to. You don't have to, you might not subscribe to that, but you're probably thinking like, well, damn, that is something, it is literally something of how you are, how you are named and the uniqueness of your name. Changing that O to an A changed the entire trajectory of my life, put me on a service path instead of one of a financial path. I'm, I'm more philanthropic and, and, and what I have in abundance, I share, right? Whereas if it was an O, it'd be an entirely different story, okay? I still have it in abundance, but I probably wouldn't share as much, right? We're talking about, we're talking about our names and knowing. Um, and so the risk in Oprah, O-P-R, ownership, philanthropy, and risk, okay? And then the, the A, the A again was one of the things that Oprah did that everybody else truly can't figure out. 
truly aren't willing, aren't willing to go the list of, and this is basically the audience, mastering the audience, everybody right now, everything on television, uh, in fact, Tamara, call on that, um, Tamron Hall is, people are banking on, and I got a battery one over here, so we're going to get ready, you guys probably get ready to jump, jump off over there, I got Instagram listening in, um, you guys will probably, people are betting on this show. They put everybody in an ABC slot thinking that they could fill Oprah's shoes. Now, we can look, we can kind of go and break down Tamara's, uh, and Tamara, the, <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference. There's something, uh, Tamara was cool. She's cool. I'm going to put it that way. She's cool. She has a story. She she's likable, approachable. Um, people enjoyed her. Um, but there was some controversy. Let me cough, y'all. There's some con- there was some controversy, and then of course being mistreated at, at NBC. So she's got to do all that, and then and then to the show having to be pushed back. I don't know if the show was pushed back or if they intended on that date. Anyway, it was just such a long time, and the show still don't come. She's out on she's out on tour right now. She's doing the press junket already. The show doesn't even come till September, and it's like that old school. It's like they doing it. They doing this this old school way. Like, what do you mean September? It's June. You have her on my television right now telling me something about September. It's like. That's not even how this thing works anymore. But we understand that she got married and that she had a baby. She's had some uh, issues, some fertility issues. And, you know, now she's on she's on maternity leave. Uh, but now she's back. She's back in the gym. You know, you got to follow. You got to troll their social media to kind of know all this stuff. Um, but her show comes in September. Is it going to, you best believe everybody wants to know, is this going to be the Oprah for ABC since Oprah left ABC? Uh, is, are her episodes, are her episodes going to make her a billionaire? Well, I don't, I don't see, there's no agent. Well, her name is Hall. So I'm just saying, I don't know what the makeup of her, of her name is. I don't know that she's going to be as philanthropic. She has, seems to have a character. She has a passion um, for a number of things, one particularly domestic violence, because she lost a sister, I think, to domestic violence. I think, um, um, there was some, there's something, there's something not copacetic in the waters of what might become a Tamron Hall show. And ABC just may not get it right. I don't know what they're building it on. We haven't, we haven't seen a lot of it. Um, we, have, we don't know. We, we really, we don't know at this point. So I can't make any assessments. All I know is talking to me about something in September when it's, and it's June and in the way that content is rolling. Like, you know, a lot of shows came back this week. So why didn't it come back? Why didn't it start now? A lot of shows came back right now. You're telling me this thing ain't coming till September, which is you, you probably figure, okay, well, people were going to be, as far as daytime, and I can understand that. It's, it's the high day, daytime hiatus is going on right now. But that would have been a perfect time to do a sneak peek. You know, I'm just saying every, every daytime show right now, with the exception of a couple of them are, are in reruns or getting ready to go into reruns. This would have been a perfect time to do a sneak peek, but I'm not a television. I don't program television. I just watch it and talk a whole hell of a lot about it. So now I talk about, damn, I got to wait till September to see what the Tamron Hall show 
is going to look like. But and again, and, and I think we did the Oprah thing, the on, the ownership philanthropy risk audience. We'll write that down. Audience, I'm gonna write down audience. I don't know why, but I'm gonna write it down just so I know I finished this thing. Audience, and then uh, of course honor, honor from the top to the bottom. Let's write that down at the end here, so we can go ahead and finish this thing up, y'all, because honor is what today is. I got out of bed today because I needed, because I woke up feeling honored. I woke up um, feeling my work was honored. I, yesterday I had calls on after putting the social media clinics out there. I had a full bank of calls yesterday of people trying to book and, and got interest. Somebody wanted to buy up a whole clinic, not just one for themselves. They were like, okay, wait, I need, I, can I get a clinic for my group? And that lets me know that what I am putting out there as far as the content, as far as the uh, offering is what is needed. It's like, wait a minute, girl, you have stumbled upon it. You done finally got to, and not even finally, because everything goes in season. This is what's going to work this season. This is what's, what's needed now. Uh, and it may not be all always and forever. Who is that? Is that them? I don't know. That song just came up. No, that, I don't know if that was them. But um, definitely, guys, go and check out the timeline and see the content we did from going to the premiere for the Bobby DeBarge story. I can't wait to watch it with you, even though I, was, I, had, to, I had to watch a little bit of it so I can figure out um what the actor and the funny part about the the whole thing last night the guy who starred as Bobby can I tell y'all he his real personality was just perfect because pretty much the way he was on screen that's how he was at the premiere last night all over the place I'm like dude it's like settle down he he really worked it and 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 I love how that last night was really about him but yet he was cool and making sure everybody was having a good time meeting people uh you know they did that red carpet thing but then they did the whole they just hung out and I mean these were not even like you know and I don't know that I mean he he had an Instagram of of almost 500,000 followers so he was at full he was at 499 so uh 499,000 followers so I'm pretty sure this morning he's waking up at a little bit more than 500, uh, th- but he also, there's a bunch of, bunch of other Instagrams out there, but there's one verified. So please follow the, ver- Rashawn, R-O-H-O-N, say the man's name, Yolanda, honor him, Rashawn, and it's it apparently going by the one name, now go ahead, dude, okay, Rashawn, um, but he played, he played, and, and somebody tell me, I don't, I don't know, I hope he, I'm pretty sure he did his research, because I mean, he did a very good job. From what I saw, he did a very good job as um, in this character. But the thing about it is, I think a lot of us don't know um, what a Bobby DeBarge really was. So I, I hope that, and I'm pretty sure because Russ Parr and talking to him, uh, and it's funny too because Russ Parr Radio. Well, I remember when they, I remember when they first tried to launch Russ Parr Radio in Atlanta. Everybody was like. Oh, no, that's like way over the top. His radio, and I, I cannot listen, but uh, his radio is like way over the top. But I know the number of television productions that he has done. I think people pretty much enjoy them. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, there were some social media grabs and memes already out there talking about the, the hair and makeup in this show. Um, it, gets, it did get better. The opening, it, the opening of it was not up to par, <laughs> just to say, Russ Smart, but... It did get better in the making of it. 
especially that iconic part of the I call your name. I'm a man now. That part, it was like, okay, what are we, what are we watching? What are we watching? But it does, it does get, it does get better. It does really get better. And I know there's some, there's some uh, previews out there that have just been funny. And and there is one on, I think I saw it on Twitter. If you follow Bobby DeBarge story on Twitter, they have uh, a couple of parts. I guess if they've done these viewings. Um, they have him reading some of the tweets, and so he takes it all in jest. But I, I will say it is a good um, – and what I love about when I do go to these things, I love hearing about people's intention, intention in trying to honor individuals in telling their story. That's what's going to make me watch this, and I hope when you go and watch the clips, and I'll play some more of those – I will play some more of them. Um, I'll put some more of them out there. I think I have some more, but right now um, I have um, I have a couple out there, and that's what's going to make me sit and watch this uh, a couple of times. I feel like I'm going to watch it a couple of times. Uh, I would have liked. I'm trying to think. Well, you know, there was music. I love a movie that takes you into the studio. You know, that whole, the fact that this is going to be on the tail end of yet again, another Motown story, because it talks about the, them being, um, mentored by mentored and, 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 and owned by, uh, Jermaine Jackson. That's something we, and I, I feel like Jermaine is in his, the Jermaine, I feel like Jermaine Jackson is the way he is because we don't honor Jermaine. We don't know what all Jermaine Jackson, Jermaine need to have somebody, you know, they did the, the Jackson story and all of that. Um, I feel like this is going to honor, and I don't know if it's going to honor, or, I don't know if it's honorable or dishonorable, but it's on the screen. I feel like this is, this gives us a little bit more into Jermaine. And I feel like Jermaine is the kind of whiny crybaby that he is, is because we don't know his story. We don't know how instrumental he was in, in music. And I think that we should know a little bit more about all of them. Um, and because even when you think about Motown, I think, you know, what's his name? Smokey Robinson and some of the older Motown. And as you know, and I think Jermaine was towards the end trying to help Barry Gordy continue with the acts and things like that. Because we really don't know why Motown went the way that it did, you know. And we have the whole heyday of Motown, but we don't know the latter part of the acts that tried to stay with Motown or Motown trying to revive itself after. Because I think they lost a lot of artists where everybody went to, what, a uh, uh, Arista, not Arista, went to the other, the larger entities, you know, when Diana left, Jack, Michael Jackson and all of them left Motown. Remember that was the rift between that the, when the Jacksons left that Jermaine stayed with Barry Gordy because at the time he was married to Barry Gordy's daughter and, he mar- and Barry Gordy, Barry, Barry Gordy, Barry Gordy was Barry, Barry, Barry Gordy was giving him some, you know, control, um, uh, as far as running that company, I mean, I guess he was, you know, being the son-in-law, um, he was destined, had some, had some part of a destiny there, but then Motown went on the way that it went. Um, but I, I just love, I, I love those stories. I love those stories. And when you think about music and I love that big boy even said something to that and check out the big boy clip that we have. I'm going to see, I, 
put only the part that I can fit on Instagram. I'm going to see if I have that a little bit more. Because we did ask him a couple of questions. We got a chance to get a couple of questions uh, in with him talking about the music, the music scene. So I'll see if I have that. I have the whole, the, the live, the first live portion was about 45 minutes. And then we did about another just 20 minutes, just kind of watching the whole scene of things. Um, we did, let me see, yeah, 45 minutes of, um, watching the red carpet in a couple of interviews. And then we did 20 minutes just kind of hanging out. And then I went back and I cut and put out just those little pieces of, of interviews, but there's more, there's more to Motown. But I said, it's more to Motown. There's more to Motown, uh, than we, than we know. And there's more to honor. That's the part that I love about this. There's so much more to honor, then we are honored. So throughout your day today, our exercise today, because I wrote honor at the top and honor at the bottom. So still didn't put my D and D on. Um, from the top to the bottom, honor, determination, courage. When you think about when you, when you think about honoring something, the first thing you're gonna probably honor is somebody's determination. And then the, and then you, when you honor their determination, you're gonna see their courage and how they break the mold, how they overcome objections. Let me write that now because I wrote down um, a rejection. You're going to find out how they overcome rejection. And oftentimes the biggest rejection is that of ourselves. Um, you're going to see that they're philanthropic in some way, uh, free and giving of, of the abundance and sharing that there's risk in this. Y'all, in trying to be somebody and trying to do something for somebody, it's a ma- there's a major risk to it. There's a major risk to it. Um, the audience, and I'm going to put next to audience, I'm going to put witness. Because that's what, that's how we know. But the part, the sad part to that witnesses, too few of us are in the audience of great things. Too few of us are, uh, are too few of us are in the audience of people who are doing things well. We don't stick and stay in that arena. When it's positive, there's never enough of us when something is positive. It takes a long time to convince people to do the right thing. It takes a long time. We, my daughter and I, we were talking yesterday. I, I was telling her I was watching a particular show, and one of the females said something that just rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that that is how low that we are willing to go in trying to be uh, trying to get a dollar. There are some depths that people are willing to go simply for the fact that it pays. And I was talking to my daughter and I said, I know it's so hard because right now there are so many things that are so wrong that's doing so well. And it's so hard to stay the course. It's so hard to stay the course, but there's no, we're talking about longevity, but good and evil, good and evil, bad and good. It will always, will always be there. And you have to make that decision. You have to make that decision. They don't get out of bed. Well, they don't get out of bed. Well, and it, you know, it depends on how you want to get out of bed. It depends based on how you want to get out of bed. But more of us, we need to witness if we, if more of us would remain in the audience, of things that are good, then more of us will witness in the determination and the courage and breaking the mold, and then we would honor more. We honor so little in our lives, and 
it it it's sad. It's utterly it's utterly sad how little we honor. Especially and I say that as I record this because we're coming up on Juneteenth. And when I tell you the difficulty it is to get black people to honor their utter survival. And now people are like, well, I don't want to understand. It ain't about slavery. In fact, stop using the word slavery. Use the word enslavement each and every time. Put the onus of that and the hurt and the pain. And where's my book? The Degradation of a Nation of People. Um, the Mafia. You know, all of that. Listen, want to know, want to learn. Juneteenth, this, this year is probably going to be the most commercialized, or the not going to say commercial, it ain't even got to the commercialization yet. But this year, in 2019, okay, is probably going to be the year because the organization in Atlanta that has been putting on Juneteenth, this is going to be a big year for them. It's, last year was really good. There was much more awareness last year. But this is the awakening of in Atlanta. Okay. I'm just talking about Atlanta because I know some of y'all doing an amazing job where you are, but 2019 is going to be a real awakening in Atlanta simply because they have finally got to a level where it is going to be a little bit more commercial. It's taking place at Mercedes Benz. Okay. It, the parade route is going in the opposite direction because on uh, in the direction it, it, and the sad part about the parade route it's going to bring you through the ruins of black excellence. And I hate to have to call it the ruins of black excellence because it used to be one of the best streets in the city. Actually, it's Martin Luther King Drive, Martin Luther King Jr. Drive. Um, it's going the opposite direction. It's coming from the park and going to the um, HB, I mean, not HB, the Mercedes Benz Home Depot, Home Depot backyard at Mercedes Benz. So uh, shout out to them, uh, the people that have been doing this. And I wish I could call their name on this podcast, but I can't. So we talk about honor. I got to end this with inviting y'all. Y'all come to Atlanta. Uh, I know y'all rode to Atlanta for all these amazing weekend destinations. Atlanta is a trip for a weekend destination. This weekend, if you're catching this podcast on the day of its live, re- live recording, you want to be in Atlanta this weekend because it's going to be amazing uh, Juneteenth celebration. Um, we have a local Juneteenth ce- celebration right here in the, I live outside of Atlanta in our city. Uh, so 2019 is it. This is the year that people are going to realize that we need to honor our survival. We need to honor our survival of enslavement in America. And uh, it's going to be absolutely awesome and amazing. I see the plans of it. I'm so, I'm so grateful. Thanks to the philanthropy of this organization that has done uh, Juneteenth in Atlanta, the parade, the bands that that are out there, and all of you guys that are getting ready. And let me tell y'all, let's talk about philanthropy and abundance. All of these uh, band with bands and things like that, especially during the summer when kids are out of school and these uh, schools are getting these kids together, you know, go and if you if you've never gone to a parade and saw your neighborhood school, it's because you don't give a damn about your neighborhood school. I'm t- I'm gonna be harsh on you with y'all on that because you're not rolling up to that school trying to make sure that they have the funding that they need to take these very talented kids. On these things, because if your if your child school, if you go and check, go look on their calendar, go on your your school system's website and see what the schools are participating in during the summer. They going to band camp, they doing all this, all these, all the athletes, all the education, all this, 
all the, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the summer. When we were in school, we were talking about that the other day, a friend of mine, we were saying, man, when, when our school used to have stuff, the whole neighborhood used to go. When it was football game, whether you had a kid in the school or not, you were there representing the neighborhood. That's how we lived back in the day, y'all. I'm telling you, it's like there was one guy, he was at a game, ain't, ain't never been married, ain't never had any kids, but honey, he was there. He was the best entertainment at the football game because the neighborhood, and he probably played on the team or something sometime or whatever. I don't know. But it was a neighborhood thing. It was a neighborhood thing. So whether you have kids there or not, and it takes philanthropy. All of this stuff takes philanthropy. Um, there, there's going to be a great uh, vendor opportunity. So shout out to the vendors. Let me tell you, and it's probably going to be hot. Because I remember last year was so hot, my iPhone was like, look, it's hot out here. I couldn't live stream. I couldn't record. I got to figure out a system to keep the phone cool. I'm going to have to come up. I'm going to have to get one of those cooling cases. Has anybody, can somebody please link me to the cooling cases? Because I, I am all Apple. All my devices, everything that I would be out there filming, I would have my uh, DJI device. Uh, but if hopefully it's going to be like 70, 80 degrees, because if if it's 90 and up, uh, iPhone users, we ain't going to have no footage for y'all. I'm just saying I got to come up with some kind of cooling case to keep the phones cool so that I can I can film this thing because all Apple devices will be too hot if it's too hot. OK, so but honor, uh, get ready to honor yourselves this weekend and your survival of. Uh, uh, oh. We lost Instagram. Been all too long. Uh oh. Yeah, we've been right at one hour. So Instagram lessons go an hour. Um, but definitely check out Juneteenth. Go on your uh, Facebook events and look up the Atlanta Juneteenth uh, weekend. It's gonna be absolutely awesome and amazing again. Thanks to the philanthropy of this amazing organization that has been doing these honors every year. 2019 is going to be absolutely awesome for them. Uh, again, your parade is going in the opposite direction from Mosley Park. I think that's Mosley from Mosley Park down Martin Luther King. Uh, so I will probably I, I always try to get somewhere near um, Morehouse and then I'll probably follow the parade on to. I, I, actually, you know what? I think I am. I think this time I think I'm going to take the, the whole tent situation out there because I got to figure out a way to do this. And 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 talk about honor. Remember, I came on talking about how people honor the work that we've done last year at the parade. It was such an honor that people in the parade was excited to see us filming on the sideline. And there was one time my iPhone got too hot and one of the guys jumped off the floor. He was like, there's dryer bus. And he comes running over to take care of my phone. And he's like, are you live? And I was like, no. And he just didn't know what to do. He was like, but you're always live. And I'm like, but it's too hot. My phone is dying. So I will be out there. Uh, I think what we'll do, we'll plan on, in fact, as I get off of here, I'm going to go ahead and plan on trying to do, figure out where we can tip up because we will need some shade. We will need some shade, especially on MLK and where I think, I'm thinking about somewhere near, um, near Clark Atlanta, not up, probably right before the bridge. I always like to get right before the bridge, but I'm thinking about a shot of them, of people coming over the bridge. So I may be on the side, um, closer to, so I can have both a shot as people are going into the Mercedes Benz and coming over. So I think I will probably be at that corner right there where the, what the, was, there was a Y right there or something, uh, so that I can have in one shot. I'll have, listen to me, giving y'all my shot. Don't, don't mess with me. Um, but I think I want to get a shot of the bridge and, and the shot of the Mercedes Benz so that I can show the culmination of how 
far we have come and what you need to realize. And, and I, I'm sorry, I hate to say that it is the ruins of black excellence because of what, because we didn't honor, we didn't, we still to this day do not honor the AU center in, in recognizing the abundance of education that we have in this, in this city. So when I have in that shot, that Mark, that Morris Brown bridge, um, and, and the Herner home just being just beyond there. Did y'all know that that was the best view of the city of Atlanta, that it was black owned, um, and, and that that institution set at the height, one of the highest points in this city and it is struggling to exist. I think, I think, I think they're making their way back, but, um, as far as uh, mastering the real the real estate that that university has, we don't honor that. We don't honor that enough. Thanks to Robert F., but we still don't honor that enough. People didn't even realize, wait, you mean we could walk up on a graduation class and just take care of their debt? People are like, that's a thing? That's a thing. And many, many people around the world do it. Um, we just don't. All right, so honor, determination, courage, break the mold, overcome rejections, become philanthropic, make something around you free for somebody. That means fully reimburse uh, expenses elsewhere. Um, know that we have a lot in abundance of which we can share. There's not as much risk involved in it as you think there is. And be in the audience of something good today. Witness this and share it, right? Witness it, and then therefore you're going to get to honor. Honor at the top, honor at the bottom of our infograph and our list. How do, how do we go from honor to honor? Honor to honor. And I, I'm glad I didn't have to write down dishonor. But that's what this is about. You either honor it or you dishonor it. There's no middle ground. You either honor it or you dishonor it. We have enough within us that is of abundance that we can share and honor. All right. Thank you guys so much um, for listening today on this podcast. We go ahead and get ourselves out of bed or just stop and get some clarity in and of our day. Shout out to those uh, for, for promotional consideration, supporting the podcast. You'll find links in our timeline for Natural Soul by Zakia. And if you want to join an author, uh, Nation of Authors, AIB Nation, use the hashtag everywhere and you can quickly get to information. Information flows through association. And then, of course, if you want to catch me, now not this weekend because it's also Father's Day weekend. So we are not, we don't have any uh, clinics for Juneteenth and Father's Day weekend. Saturday, um, I'm going to be out, I'm going to be out um, with Juneteenth. And then, of course, Father's Day, I will be at the Family Food Fest. Again, another way we honor uh, black fathers, honor fathers, period. It's the most amazing, tasty. Listen, if you, and I'm going to shout out to them too, because I've been a judge uh, there for a number of years. I can't wait to get there and taste all the great dishes, but it is an amazing taste event. Listen, dad's like, y'all take mom to brunch here and there, go and get some tickets for the family to go to family food fest. And you, dad gets to go around and eat until this hard continues. You get to go from table, from chef to chef to chef to chef. There's entertainment. It's the most amazing experience ever. That's also something that's unique and great to Atlanta. Um, and so a Father's Day tasting family food fest, all right, in honor of our fathers. We do have enough. We have fathers in abundance. So let's, uh, let's honor them as well. And honoring them encourages more to be great dads. So I'll see you guys out and about 
This weekend, I'll see you guys later in the kitchen. I've got to figure out what I'm going to cook. I know I need some lemonade. So I don't know how much time we've got so much going on, y'all. I've got so much going on. But definitely uh, look for social media for business clinics. And again, I think that's it. I think I just need you to do me. I think I need you to do me just one more favor, and that is... Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.